2: welcome 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 to the lc and jack radio show with your boys lc and the bread man holding it down give us a shout here in the studio you can reach us at area code 347-843-4738 up close and personal urban talk radio well it's been a tremendous week i'm sure everyone's excited may is here so uh The saying is, April showers for May flowers, so (laughs) here comes those flowers, and we're excited that uh, springtime is in full swing up here in the NYC. Again, give us a shout, 347-843-4738. A lot of things going down. You heard it first here on the LC and Jack radio show, uh, the Donald Sterling story, is that what we call it Or fiasco, mess, whatever adjective that you like to use broke, broke it here last week first Before it kind of leaked out and went viral, as they say Across all media outlets But uh, definitely something that uh, we're going to get into uh, today in depth And, and, and kind of um, go to the next part of it So uh Stay tuned for that I'd like to, though, dedicate this show to a young man who's doing great things Uh, He's been basically recognized here recently Uh, We got the story here Uh, This young man is based, um, lives out in Long Island, New York And a rarity feat happened that he achieved He is a high school senior at... Longwood, excuse me, William Floyd. Again, out on Long Island, and he was recently accepted to all eight um, uh, Ivy League schools, which is a rare, very rare, very rare feat. So uh, he had the difficult choice to pick one. So very few students get this opportunity to get accepted. Nor even have the choice now to say, wow, which one should I go to? So he recently decided to pick Yale. Uh, so we congratulate him on his academic uh, performance, giving putting himself in a position to decide where he wanted to go. And the schools didn't determine where he was going to go. A lot of times we want to go to a certain school, and we just, for whatever reason, we're not accepted. And you may have all the qualifications to be eligible to go to that school, but if they don't accept you to go, you can't go. So I tip my hat to this young man. Every, he, he, he the world is his, and he decided where he wanted to go. wasn't. Given, you know, he wasn't given that, you know, uh, choice that, you know, this is, you know, you have to decide. Um, they decide on on your fate, so to speak. Uh, so, very happy that um, that uh, he accomplished this feat. His name is Quasi Ian, and the last name is spelled E-N-I-N. First name is spelled K like uh, Kathy with a K. W-A-S-I So quasi-in So we salute you We dedicate this show to academic excellence And that's what you have achieved He scored a 2250 out of 2400 on his SETs, And that's what it's all about That's what we discuss here on this show It's about putting yourself in a position To be successful And education if you have ed- education You can't go wrong On whatever you do in life So Hopefully You know what We may even decide To reach out to this young man And get him on the show For a little bit To discuss What he would like to do uh, In his uh, what, what, what does his future what, what does he have planned For his future So Just thought about that And I think maybe We'll reach out to him so if we can get him On the show To discuss uh, Yale Yale And what else He looks to achieve In his Young, young Professional life So uh, again, give us a shout Area code 347-843-4738 Up close and personal Urban Talk Radio Well, again We Trying to uh, Gather all the different scenarios which there's many in regards to this uh, Donald story uh, Sterling LA Clipper situation that's going on out in California in the NBA it's it, it's it's crazy everything uh, we broke it first here put the information out and yeah, the rest is history everyone's pretty much been on this all week And really trying to figure out What the commissioner was going to do So Old news now He's been banned for life No longer to Attend LA Clipper games As well as A $2.5 million Fine Imposed um, on him And Supposedly being forced to sell the team so loved the commissioner and what he was able to do came down made a swift decision on comments that were made and you know as you listen throughout ever since this broke hey he should have never been able he should never lose his team what he says in private stays private that's his business well, when you when you own a team, a public team like the Clippers, and the majority of the league is made up, and it's approximately seventy five percent of the NBA is made up of African Americans. Well, it's not hard for you to come up with if you're going to have those type of sediments, and you employ these, you know, these young men which, you know, some of them are African Americans, of course, you know, they're going to be upset. And I I think personally, one of the big things was in his comments was, I I give them money, I give them cars, I give them houses. Those types of sentiments were kind of like an old slave master's term or words that a slave master would do or, or say. And, you know, this is uh, 2014. All those players that work for you earn every dollar that they make. They come out and, and give their heart and soul for the L.A. Clippers. You don't give them anything. That's something that they work each and every day for. And if they choose to to buy cars and you know whatever they choose to do with their money is their business it's not like you give them that so I I found that very striking that particular word. obviously I think the magic picture set him off I think that's what kind of got this whole situation going was magic taking pictures with his mistress girlfriend whatever she happens to be kind of crazy so you know those sentiments kind of set me off not that uh, Woody said that hey you know I don't like uh, African Americans so much don't bring them to the game okay you know what but those sentiments of hey I give them cars I give them houses I mean, that was really, you know, you employ these individuals, these players, you also employ people in the front offices that are multinationalities, whether they're African Americans, Spanish, Asians, white, you employ all different types of people. You give them nothing. You give them a job so they can go out and, and support their families. So, just uh, crazy, crazy, crazy thought process. I understand he's 80 years old, but there's still no excuse. Because you are representing, you're supposed to be representing one of the, the finest organizations in the world, which is the National Basketball Association. So with that said, uh, we'll see what my uh, partner in crime has to say. What is the word there, bread?
3: Well, I finally found a a cell tower that could pick up. (laughs) Well, that's what
2: happens when you travel the world, man.
3: Yeah, man. man. I'm out here in the Midwest trying to make it back to Pittsburgh to do a show tonight. And I said, I got to call in, check up on L.C.
2: (laughs) Well, that's it. Well, we're talking uh, this week, Brad, talking a lot about Donald Sterling. Uh, You broke it first here on L.C. and Jack radio show. Yes, sir. Broke it here. And then since we've been on, it's been like wildfire, as you know, and everybody knows now. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. Uh, I was just yeah. talking about the comments, and and some of the comments didn't really set me off because a lot of people have these kind you know comments that hey you know about African Americans. The thing that I didn't really uh, kind of Got underneath my skin was, hey, he gives he gives us cars, he gives them money, he gives yeah. them houses. Is that the yeah. type of mentality is like a, you know, you're a slave master.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. You know, you giving them rewards and it has right. That has nothing to do with being morally sound. You know, there's no morality into that. You know, it's just you know, this is a this is a different world. He's still living in the past. Where if you do good things for him, these are some of the perks that you can get for so being under him. You know what I'm saying? Because he has so much money, he's in a disconnect with reality, to, to, today's world. Anyway,
2: you know? definitely. And, and it was just kind of strange, strange yeah. that you know. No, no, you know, you always you've been hearing for the past week and change yeah. that hey, what he says is in private it's his, but. Which is true, but the, 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 the thing is here, he is an employer,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, an entertainment employer, basically, where he employs professionals on the court mm-hmm. as well as behind the scenes, the people yeah. that, whether they, you know, they sell season tickets, whether they yeah. do media for the team, whatever the case is, and, and you're a public figure. Yeah. So, anything that you say, whether it's private, mm-hmm. and it leaks out, and it's yeah. derogatory towards yeah. towards an individual, well, now yeah. it's, it's game on. And I don't yeah. think a yeah. lot of people really realize mm-hmm. that, you know, because you're hearing, hey, what he says is his business. Yeah, but he's shown
3: that think. in the past his, his actions toward minorities was bad anyway. You know, but yeah, they needed something. They needed something. They needed something to bring light. Like the girl said, she brought light to what what he's been doing. And, you know, he said the n word. He he racially slur slur people. Baron Davis. You know, when he played for the Clippers, and you know, all this stuff that was just hush hush money. He was giving people hush money. And, and he said he wish he had a fader off. That right there got under my skin. It's like nothing, mm. nothing can uh, bring this guy down in his mind. You know what I'm saying? Well, if I would have gave her money, this wouldn't have got out. I'm like, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, he deserves what he gets.
2: Lead that. Well, and he didn't how, deny. Oh. Yeah. I, think, I, I think when it first came out, everyone was expecting for him to say either one, I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Or he did come out with a press release, but it was so far
0: yeah. After
2: everything broke, I mean, it was days after.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was right there when he didn't—he didn't deny that he said it. Yeah, I was like, wow, this guy's not saying yeah. he's saying quiet. So he didn't care. Yeah,
3: he
0: so said
2: they took it out of context or whatever.
3: <laughs>
0: like
2: I wasn't what taking it out of context. It was real, legit. Yeah. Every a lot of people yeah. call different shows. Yeah. Oh, that, that they probably modified the tape. No, I didn't modify yeah. anything. Those were his words Yeah So it was It was interesting That now Which You know I, I, I threw out there on Facebook mm-hmm. You know Yeah the commissioner did what he was supposed to do Now mm-hmm. Is he going to be Forced to sell a team I don't think And we'll see what happens I think this This is going to drag on for a long time
3: Yeah but they got to get the donors. Well, see, if they keep dragging it on, then the players are going to have to do what they have to do. You know?
2: Yeah, I don't think... I mean, this it, guy's not going to go it's quietly. I don't I don't know nah, if they nah. could force him to sell the team.
3: If they get 75% of the owners, and they got like 50% of them already, you know, they just got to get the other guys to jump I on. I don't
2: know. Well, this is going to go to court. He's already said he's not going to sell the team. Okay. So... This is not going to be something that he's going to decide, hey, yeah. you know what, I'll sell the team, get out, grab my money, I'm out. Mm-hmm. This guy's got plenty of money. But yeah. I don't think he's going to go quietly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I think before the commissioner came out and said that he was going to ban him for life and, you know, the fine and make him sell the team... A lot of players said that they want to become free agents. Yeah. If if the dis, there was no discipline, even Doc Rivers was quoted that, "Hey, I don't know if I'm going to stay around after this year. I don't care if I have a contract. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't be underneath this situation. Yeah. So now the other thing that's happened that just came out was everyone was talking about the players and the coaches. Well, it turns out the we, we're talking about the people that work in the stadium, the people that sell tickets.
0: Yeah, the These marketing people.
2: These people have been beat up by by angry customers calling in and calling them racist, and they've been getting really the abuse that I guess you know everyone yeah. wants wants to beat up on on Donald Sterling, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't do it directly. Yeah. He's been silent. Mm-hmm. So they've been calling up the team and beating up the people answering the phone. Yeah, yeah,
3: they 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 think they're part of it. They, you know
2: what I'm saying? That's they that's think they part some, of it. so so. Doc Rivers actually, I give I commend him. He had a meeting with all the employees yesterday to kind of uh, be their voice to the media to let them let yeah. the people know, hey, they, these people. Are in the same situation as him. Yeah. Except that these people are not. What they're not public figures on the floor playing. They're not professionals playing on the floor. Yeah,
3: they're just regular everyday people.
2: Yeah, regular to everyday make a people trying to make a living. And people are calling up there, are calling them racists and all types of names. So I tell you, man, it's a mess. It's a fiasco. I think this thing is just really launching. I think the the easy part was doing with what's, what's already been done. Yeah. The hard part now is this guy it's not going to be easy to get rid of him as an owner i don't I don't mm-hmm. believe that's going to happen. I think yeah, they want to get rid of him, but uh, he's an attorney by trade, yeah, so he's got plenty of money. So I'm sure they're going to have to take him to court And who knows how long this is going to drag out So the Mm. question is Do do the players Do the people that work for the the Clippers Do they stay around If this gets dragged out Does some of the players You know what I don't want to play for this guy He still owns the team He's going to be the owner of the team Even though he's banned He's not direct He still owns the team I don't want to play I don't want to play for a guy who owns
3: yeah.
2: this organization. If everybody
3: just unify and walk out that that would do it. You know, they just got to get together and just just everybody up and leave. You just got to sacrifice because uproot, you know, make a change. Just you know, you got you got to make a statement. You know what I'm saying? If they was going to boycott the the playoffs or whatever when they if he wasn't sanctioned, then now that he's sanctioned, then you got to go a little further if he's going to fight it. You got to use uh, total power, man. You gotta. Just, everybody got to stick together and just, you know, sacrifice and get this guy out. Uh, any means necessary, you got to do it, you know. Uh, it's not the yeah. end of the world, but, you know, you got to do something. And uh, that's the only way. You're him against the world right now, you know. Yeah. I don't think he can fight the world. I don't think he can fight the world. They really got to put their foot down as a people and say, look, we, we don't want this. We're not we're not supporting of this, so we just have to uproot, sacrifice, and, and move on. And then that way, if he has nobody working for him, he can't stand alone. That's my thought, you know.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's. it's I I think this thing is just getting started. And yeah. You know, time will tell. I mean, it was easy to do this piece mm-hmm. because to me it was already that was already. Without a doubt, that was already going to be done. There's no way the NBA or any owner, even if there are the racist owners, which there may Mm -hmm. be, none of those guys are going to stand behind him in the situation that he's in right now. Nobody. So now is, is, you know, right, well, now the playoffs are going, so, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things will settle down a little bit. But once the Clippers are out of the playoffs... That's mm-hmm. when that now we're going to really start to see what's going to happen.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's yeah, it's going to be interesting and you know what we're 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 going to get we're going to get some basketball people over here in the next couple of weeks on the show. Okay. And uh we're going to we want to take this and and discuss it a little further, but we do have some callers, so uh why don't we take right. some calls and uh okay. see uh see what we got out there. All right. You're on the LC and Jack radio show. Who do we have on the line?
1: Yeah, it's uh, Pianchi calling from the Midwest. You know, uh, when I initially heard what was about Mr. Sterling, I didn't jump to conclusion until I done some investigation and actually heard the transcript. Mm -hmm. But uh, listening to the uh, recording, so I don't see anything that this man said that wasn't true. But what did he do that was wrong?
2: Well, the the thing is, and I you can and
1: hear uh, the lady, you can hear the lady trying to make him admit to something he did not say. Like, why do you hate minorities? He said, "I love everybody." He said he admired Magic Johnson. The things that he said about public housing was actually true. You know, I grew up around black public housing, and they did tear up, uh, you know, Rose residences and those apartments, and six and twelve family apartment buildings. That's why Section Eight came into being, where the government guaranteed a owner of low and reduced income housing that they would get paid, and also if the tenants tore up the place, that the that the Section Eight would repair it. Before that, you had no way to get them out and get your money. So a lot of things he said was true.
2: Oh, well, I mean, like you said, uh, he you know the comments he said. Hey, I, uh, most of them I wasn't offended about. I mean, it's like, hey, that's his personal opinion. One, like I said earlier, one of the things I that I did get underneath my skin was, uh, I give them houses, I give them cars, I give them uh, money. He doesn't give those. He doesn't give any of the people that work for him anything. They work. Oh yes, there. he does.
1: They work. Yes, he does. Well, and no, free agents, no. free agents get those perks, man. I understand yes, they that. they do. But
2: they work. They work for that. It, that. The way he worded it on that tape was like he's a slave master.
1: Well like yeah, the, the way providing. people took it upon a free agent bef the of free agent you give them perks. You know, well what else can we do to make you sign? That's before they sign and go to work.
2: I, I mean that goes that,
1: on in many departments. Even in professions they would say that we would pay your transportation, we would pay your uh moving expenses, so on and so on and so on. So that goes on when you're trying to land a, an employee. It would go on right. also in draft okay. these too. All
3: right, I get that. I get that on my job, too, because I work for a, a, pers- a person who does the same thing. But I'm not going to be belittled because Baron Davis was belittled. Baron Davis had a complex to come into the uh, games, he said, and he felt like this guy called him the N-word and offended him. You know what I'm saying? I, I know he came out late with it. But it has happened, so there's pros and cons on everything on it. But you and know you're right. You know players we, on the we, players we on the court gonna, call gonna, each
1: other the N word too.
3: That's, that's so, but we know that's socially acceptable. You know that. For so blacks and blacks Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans call each other but when it's white and black, you know we can't we're not gonna accept it. That's just reality. All right? So we well, can't even the, that's like that's like comparing apples and oranges. We're not gonna do it. Because well, if, I, then that's if a, I know you, if I know you like LC, and we cool, we playing basketball or whatever, and I call you my N word, that's that's not going to be a problem. But if you a white dude, it's not well, going
1: to happen. That, that and then, you and then you're absolutely to right.
3: And you, everybody practices. Yeah.
1: Everybody practices bigotry at a certain degree. To practice exactly. bigotry is not against the law,
0: no, as long as you not, don't. Not.
1: There's nothing wrong with not. discrimination or prejudice, as long as you don't. Offend somebody's civil rights. Now, i tell you but what should come is, out of this. i tell you mm-hmm. what should come out of this. I think that should come out where there needs to be more black owners of clubs rather than partners the that way is. it is with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson sure. is in partnership with an organization, the Grudenheims, mm-hmm. which is agonizing Jews. They go mm-hmm. all the way back into the 1800s dealing with companies that dealt with the, the transatlantic slave trade, lobe and low. Yep. So uh, all their laundry is uh, dirty, if you want to look at it. And I also think that there should be more African Americans involved in the office, the management, the uh, marketing, Not so on, it. so on, so on, which is all white right now.
3: Well, well that's, that's coming. That's coming. Because, I mean, 25 years ago, it was nothing like that, the way it is today. And we do have black owners. We do have black gentleman managers and female and females. You know what I'm saying? But it's coming. It's a slow it's a slow pace but it is coming
1: you know yeah How it should be in sports coaches? medicine and all those things like that yeah, yeah. so uh, this may be an opportunity to and you know this is I've never seen black business people show this type of leverage but when you got 70 or 75% of the participants in the game is African American then you know that's a tremendous leverage that should be used in order to enhance the economic position of that ethnic group of people who has been denied throughout history
2: definitely you bring up some, some very good points and I, I think that will happen. Uh but but we're getting back to your original uh, comments, you're right. Anything that he said didn't break the law. The problem is public uh, appeal is 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 sentiment is not gonna be favorable to you when you're an employer and you know, if your boss calls you um, you know, certain words as he did, uh
1: well, and that's not the it's only civil, time. It's you remember uh, civil the civil owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Ted Stefan. He yeah. said same remark. He said that he need to have uh, black heroes. Marge Scotch of the Cincinnati Reds said she'd rather hire trained monkeys than niggas. So, right. you know, those things have been going on forever and ever. Larry Bird even has said some disparaging things about uh, black athletes. So, uh, the thing is, is that... Uh, the, you're going to have the public sentiment which is based on emotions a lot but uh, that opens up the door for a real negotiation where you can improve, improve your economic position in these uh, arenas like uh, basketball and football need to be doing the same thing in baseball too like we once had you know blacks used to make up 60% of Major League Baseball where are they at now
2: yeah yeah. I think, ba- I think in basketball that's a dominant sport obviously football too I think there have been more inroads in basketball than any of the other sports. I mean, of course, uh, I mean you know football is is an executive positions you have some, not as much, um, and then ba- baseball, like you said, is non-existent. Uh, we don't, we don't. Um, a lot of the the kids because I think the the way we just absorb things, the way we you know take information. And we pass that information so quickly now. I don't think kids can sit and watch the game. It's such a slow, slow game in comparison to other sports. And I just don't. Well, think I understand that.
1: Uh, but like I said before, until Michael Jordan era, African Americans used to make up like sixty percent of Major that, League Baseball. That's right. That's right. And uh, Michael Jordan right. came and pulled away four foot ten kids to thinking they're going to be uh, NFL, M- NBA centers. And uh, what, what you're doing, you're leaving a lot of money on the table as far as scholarships and other aspects of the sport. Like I mentioned before, sports medicine, concessions, landscaping, audiovisual, uh, trainers, and so on and so on and so on that that uh, surrounds that sport that we're not participating in.
2: Well, hopefully that changes uh, baseball. I love the game, but I think it's definitely... I don't know what they do to increase minorities, uh, the African-Americans specifically, but uh, hopefully that changes. I mean, so much history. I hope it changes. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, one other uh, thing, too, about Sterling. Now, that woman broke the law because uh, in the state of California, I think that's where they're recording. You have to make sure that everybody that's involved in the conversation know that you're going to record it. If not, then it's wiretapping.
2: So well, he, he agreed. agreed. He agreed. No, well, he agreed. No, he's already come out and said uh, he he uh, knew he was being taped, and uh, she didn't do it uh, on his back. He said that and that's uh, why he, said he, he was being taped. So he, care he, he could kill us. Yeah, less. well, this guy's
1: got some problems.
2: <laughs> he could kill yeah. us.
1: And his wife so is suing her.
2: Magic. magic set him yeah. off. Because once he saw Magic, took a picture with his girlfriend or mistress. It set him off. Don't bring him to the game. Don't bring those types of people to the game. But let me ask you something. (laughs) That's what set him off. That was his
0: girl.
3: He said, no, but check this out. He said, you can go sleep with him, do whatever you want with him. I was like, what? Yeah, don't bring him to the
1: game, though. No. <laughs> well, listen. Look, this woman was getting, what, about $15,000, 20000 a month from this guy, cars and so forth. What in the, the world? Uh,
3: she, she mentioned it last the, night. She's all paying off the books, so the IRS is going to be looking at her, all right? I don't want yeah,
1: you know yeah, to tell <laughs> you. Yeah. Plus, she got pit, she got scared because the wife is suing her.
3: Yeah, it's but an open marriage. Paying, but, right. But, she's showing for gifts, though. She can't sue for gifts.
1: And them. here's another thing. If you got somebody that's treating you like that, why would you try to embarrass them the way that you're doing? If you had a mistress, would you want your mistress showing up at your place of whatever, bringing in all these different men, sitting on their lap, posing, posting them on Instagram and so on? Come, That's disrespectful. So she just <laughs> cut up through. Well, she don't care. She don't care. Yeah.
3: He he care. Care. Did you see the interview last night? She was double talking so much. Yeah. Hard.
2: Yeah. Now, how it's could you true.
3: say that he's not a racist if you felt he said racist things? That does not make no sense. She was talking double negatives. I was watching that Barbara Walters interview, and I'm I'm looking at her and I see Zimmerman's face, man. Because she's just well, lying her balls. And it just is for her because, and the
2: wife? Because the yeah. wife said that, that she had no. You know she is not. Yeah, you know, she she didn't agree with any of his comments. Then she saw him. I think it was the next night. She was out with her husband, mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh no, he he didn't he didn't. He's not a racist, and um, you know he didn't say that or."
1: Well, you know, racism today don't mean what it meant back in the 60s. Racism
0: today has
1: evolved into a whole different thing. And to tell you, if the three of us would stand perfectly still long enough, we would be accused of being a racist, too.
3: Oh, oh, Lord, believe me, I felt that before. Three brothers in the Navy sitting around talking to each other, We, we got a click because we're not smoking and drinking. You know, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee with the other guys in the smoke break area. So since yeah. I don't smoke and I don't drink coffee, I'm saying where you and LC we clicking. Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> mm. well, it's worse now. I've because
2: people that are racist are just the, you know they're behind the they're behind the door. They're in the closet now about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they well, yeah, plus, plus, races would keep you from having access to what would make you economically strong. That's what we looked at it back in the '60s. You know, yeah. we lived in neighborhoods, it was all black. We didn't have, we didn't have an opportunity to be socially negative to, it, to somebody because you just wasn't around. But when you went to get a job, they determined whether or not you was hired or not. Exactly.
2: That's true. That's true. That's true. And that has
1: changed. So I'm going to let you guys go, and uh, good show. We appreciate
3: the call. We appreciate the call.
1: Yeah, all right, Thank you. Bye bye. Make sure you tune in next, uh,
2: next week. We appreciate you, uh, Dolly and Elsie Jack Radio Show.
1: All right, thank you a lot. Bye-bye. All
2: right, take care. All right, let's take our next guest there, uh, our next call there, Brad, in line 10.
3: All
2: right, all right. You're on the LC and Jack radio show. Who do we have on the line? Hello? It's on the LC and Jack radio show.
3: Are you there? Are you there? Are you basketball? Yeah, I
2: think they're bashful We'll let them call back, Brad So, interesting, interesting call The topic I mean, everybody's got a view And I'm not going to say anybody's wrong Because everybody's got their own I guess, feeling So, Mm -hmm. an opinion But, like I said, I think this thing just started I, I, I think Everybody wants him to sell, and you've got Oprah. You've got, it looks like Magic now wants to buy the team. It looks like uh, Dr. Dre, wow. Mayweather, all these. Wow. Everybody all these wants three, to buy the hitters. team. Everybody, really everybody wants to buy the team, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a long time before there's an opportunity to buy this team. I just think it's, it's going to be easier said than done. And, I, you know, it's going to be interesting at the end of the year to see what shakes out now. As okay. the, the, you know, the commissioner did mention, I think, that if someone wants to be a free agent and they're still under contract after this year, he would take it under consideration. So does Doc Rivers say, I've had enough, Let's, it's time yeah. to move on, I, I can't work yeah. for this individual? Does yeah. uh, does some of the players? You got some big yeah. big players on this team. Yeah, do they both? You is, know what? I, g- I can't work for this individual. Does that happen? I think yeah. this thing has really just started.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean the comments. Hey, we we all knew. I we all knew what was going to happen. There was no way.
3: I, I never heard of this guy until this thing went down. I wow. knew the Clippers were a laughing stock for years. That's all I knew. You know what I'm saying? Then when Blake Griffin came and then C P three came history.
2: There's history you know there.
3: Then they they got put on a map. They got put on a map. So you didn't really pay attention to the negative other than you know, you know, about the Clippers, you know. it was some racist uh sayings about five black guys on the Clippers, you know, being the worst. You know what I'm saying? You heard that over the years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Clippers, at one time, were all black team, and they were the worst <laughs> set of brothers on the court. You know, that that came and went, you know what I'm saying? But when they started to be good, you know, he started hitting a lot of positive stuff, and the other stuff just went on the wayside. But this right here, man, this is, like, unbelievable. I mean, I just can't fathom. I, I can't see anybody in that position – Getting caught up in anything like that, I mean, I mean we. But you got to look at it like, man, the president of the United States got caught (laughs) in his scandal. You know what I'm saying? So anything under that is like, okay, wow,
2: it happens. Well, he he got he got Obama to 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 make a statement. So and I agree with Obama's statement. He said, let an ignorant man. Yeah. Start talking and let him continue yeah. to talk. And sure, sure yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah,
3: man, that, that's that's the smoothest president ever. Yeah, that was, I mean,
2: he hit it on with that.
3: He did, man. He, he hit it home. Crazy. I was, I was at the airport and I was laughing when I heard that because I couldn't hear it, but I could see the teleprompter and I read it and I'm like, what? <laughs> the president of the United States is talking about you, and he's he's throwing you under the bus because you need to be. Throwing under
2: the bus, man—something like that. Crazy, you know? yeah, it's just crazy. And like I said, it was—it was just. And we didn't get a lot of the details, but you—you you brought it up to light last week, during the tail mm-hmm. end of the show. Yeah. Didn't have all the details at the time. We just said, hey, the, you know, yeah. the comments, some some ugly comments by him, and then yeah. boom, this thing exploded. I think right right off we got off the air. Yeah, man, it was, slam dunk. I mean, it was a I mean, it exploded. I mean, yeah. it exploded into unbelievable. So, yeah. but I I I think unfortunately that this has just begun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out there for a long time. It's not going to be as easy. I think the NBC, of course, the NBA, I mean, this was easy because the NBA doesn't want any negative publicity when sponsors start to take their money and saying we're not going to get behind, obviously, someone who has thoughts like this. Yeah, that was, you know, that that you know, the league was not going to. They're not going to stand for that. They don't want their brand to be tarnished yeah. at all, especially yeah. when it comes to negative com- comments towards a, a race. So yeah. that was, that, to me, that was easy, mm-hmm. but. Still, yeah, if the owners vote him out, doesn't mean it's gonna. Be, he's not gonna be okay. You know what? I'll take my check and leave. He's, that's not gonna happen with this guy. He's already over the years, have proved that he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go to court. So I think he's, it's not gonna be anything different. And like I said, all the players gonna say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna. Since the, he's not the direct owner anymore, are we going to stay, or are we going to say, mm-hmm. you know what, this is going to drag out? He's still the owner. I don't we know. We're out of here. We're out of here. I think that story is not really hit yet, but that's mm-hmm. that's 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 that's, that's going to be something to look for here in the next three six months mm-hmm. when this thing unravels. Over the next couple of weeks I think the owners meet next week To mm-hmm. ratify that they want them out yeah. You know, we're going to be able to get them out So, hey, we'll see what happens uh, We do have another call on the line there, Brett So why don't okay. we take our uh, next right. call here All right You're on the LC and Jack radio show Who do we
3: have
2: on the line? Hello? Hello? Hello, you're on the LC and Jack radio show Who do we have on the line? Hello. Hello. You on the LC and Jack radio show? Can you hear us? Hello. I think we lost the call, Brett. All right, they'll oh, call okay. back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Cause I tell you, we in the mid Midwest out here, man. I tell you, the, the cell towers ain't working too good. As the old cast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's I don't know what case happened. Case. I'm, I'm, I'm direct right in. So, but whatever the case is. So, like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think, like we said, uh, the next coming week, we definitely, uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta reach out to some individuals that, uh, uh, and yourself, see if we can get some basketball people in that are really linked into the situation here. And this will probably start to develop here. The next couple of the next week or two should really start to develop. So, I think everybody again they're still talking about what already is done. I think that's 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 old news. The new news is are, are the players and the coaches going to stick around? Yeah, because he's going to fight it. He's already said that he's on record of saying he's, he's not going to. This is his team, and he's not selling it. So. With that the case, is, does do all well, the employees or some of the employees say that they're not going to continue to work for him, even though he's not directly in charge of the operations day to day anymore? Yeah. So uh, I think that's the story that, that uh, is going to unfold here. So we will see here what happens. And, um, you know, stay tuned. Let us know. Your thoughts, as we still have the lines open, 347-843-4738. Let us know your your thoughts on um, basketball, also the playoffs. Have you had a chance there, Brad, to check out the playoffs?
3: Have I ever, and I told you, Houston was going down, even at the buzzer, man. Houston was going down. I'm glad Dwight's out of there <laughs> oh, He's
2: done. Yeah, I kind of expected yeah. the, the Rockets to... It goes down. It's, um, yeah, you know, they're going to make the push for Carmelo. We'll see what happens with that. But I, mm-hmm. I it, even Howard had a great game, though, last night. i tell you that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Had a great game last night. He, he played. I just yeah. don't think that they, uh, when it's all said and done, I don't know if they got the right mix. The chemistry is, is going to yeah. be there. That's, I think that's they're the not thing consistent. with them. They're not
3: consistent. Enough. Right, right. Well,
2: they're not consistent. Right.
3: They can be easily, easily game-planned, you know, especially in the playoffs. So that's where the seven games come in. When you know the game plan and the matchups and stuff like that, that's where it comes down to punch time. Get the regular season. That's just position you into getting in the playoffs. But when they game-plan against you and they figure you out, man, because you see how they did Hibbert, man. And, uh, and they got lucky in the other game. Like the guy said, they went to sleep on them. And they messed up. Now they got to go back to Indiana today for that like game
2: seven. Yep. So, 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 who do you pick? Yeah, yeah Brad, Pacers I think Indiana's Hawks.
3: gonna. I think that Indiana's gonna take him out because it's at home. And I don't, I don't want them to win it, but they should have took them at home. You know, so you beat I them, agree. you beat them on the road, and then you're gonna lose to them. I mean, they lost to them at home. Yeah, I
0: and agree. You see it in the
3: post game. The post game, the guy said, you know, if we had them, they against the wall, and. We slept on them, and they came out and this did them in, you know, but they only got two scorers. They got George Hill, and they got West, and sometimes uh, Paul George, you know, because he can be handled too, you know.
2: I agree. But nobody else can was, score.
3: Nobody else can score.
2: Nobody well, I think what score. happened in that game, I watched the last five minutes, and that's yeah. usually the best part of the game. And that yeah. last two minutes, it yeah. was like, oh, wow, we got to win this thing? And they they tightened up. They turned the ball over like three, four times.
0: David West did his
2: thing. It got tight, and you know it's just a team that's never really been in that situation. Indiana, you know they've been they've been there before. Yeah, they've been there before.
3: Been
2: there before. So, yep. yep, yep. So I'll agree with you on that. uh, We're making our quick picks here. I I agree. Pacers, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins, but if Atlanta doesn't come out quick, out the gate, it's going to be a wrap. So I'll go go Pacers Uh, Pacers Memphis Memphis is going
3: to lose because whats the name is not there, man. He messed up and punched the guy in the mouth, so he gets suspended, and they they can't win without him. They can't win without – Zach. Oh, man. I I that was a low blow. I'm like, wow, why did he punch
2: the guy, man? Come on. Yeah. You
3: know?
2: Zebo. Zebo, uh, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph, man. He, he blew yeah, it man. Uh, yeah, so they're done. They're not gonna beat it. They're, done. No, they're, they're not, not gonna, gonna beat, beat them, them without them. So they're gonna be done tonight.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh the question will be is the other game which is what's the other game that we have oh warriors and clippers another yeah, that's classic be a- tonight
3: top seven yeah.
2: they'll be at la
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i'm gonna give a slight favor of course to the clippers i think yeah they're the better team when it comes down to it they're the better team you know i give mark jackson all mm-hmm. the credit in the world for doing his thing as a coach. I think he's he's done a great job as a coach with the limited talent. He's got mm-hmm. some talent, some injuries, though. Well, hopefully, he keeps his job there if he does lose because there's yeah. speculation he will lose his job. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. And then tomorrow, Brett, uh, since we're still on basketball here, he got the Nets. They blew the Rafters out last night, yep. Friday night. I pick, I'll pick. i pick the Nets in a close game. I, I think the Rafters will make it. They'll come out pumped up, but uh, game seven here, the Nets should win. I mean, they have all the veteran dudes on the team. There's no excuse. They should win. Yeah. They should win. Um, they're playing, though, up in Toronto, so Toronto will be fired up to win that. And then and it's unbelievable. The Mavericks have been... Playing out of this world, yeah, out of this world. Man. They should have
3: wrapped it up already, man. Should have wrapped flat. it up. So they should have swept them from game one because they was doing their thing. But that game one was the key, and I think San Antonio is going to take them because they should have won that first game. It would have been a four-two, I think, already because they got them twice when they when they when they had them. Then they blew that first game last Sunday, and here it is the next Sunday, and I think it's over.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, the Spurs will win. History's on their side. Game 7's at home. Home team usually wins. So in this case, I'll I'll pick them to win. I, I think that these guys will do what they need to do to, to get out of it and beat the Mavericks. And, you know, I contradict myself in the net situation because the Game 7, they're on the road. But I just think they have all the veteran guys that have been there before, they won't be tight, which the Raptors, you know, will be tight. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They they look tight in game six. Like, I don't know if they thought the Nets were going to lay down. The Nets came out from the open whistle and just blew these guys out, blew them out. They came out to play. So if they come out, uh, the Nets will come out. Probably that same way if Toronto doesn't match that, and you're gonna you're gonna know this in the first quarter. I, I think these games, they if you know if you start out like gangbusters, it's easier yeah. to, to maintain it than mm-hmm. it's if you you come out from behind. And that's come you know they getting blown out in the first quarter. It's very mm-hmm. really difficult on the road to come back. Not saying yeah. you can't. So I think the first quarter is your key. You see how these teams come out. If they're neck and neck in the beginning of the game, it's going to be neck and neck all the way through. Yep. So we'll see what happens, Brad. But it, it's been a phenomenal playoffs. I love it when it's like this. Uh, we got a call back here, Brad. Let's see if they decide to answer the phone. You're on the LC and Jack right. radio show. Who do we Hello. have on the phone? Yes, you're on the LC and Jack radio show. Who do you have on the phone?
4: Good morning. This is Toki Clark from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Cornbread. How you doing? I'm great, great. I'm enjoying good, the show.
0: Good. All right, all
3: right. <laughs> yeah, you're here with my man, LC with is one of a good friends of mine. Told her to call oh, in right. and check us out.
2: Oh, great, great, right. great.
4: Cornbread and I met in D.C. at Obama's inauguration. Yes, wow. so did. Wow,
2: that's yes, going back a minute. But
4: we're
2: still in yep. that administration, so it's all, all right. good. Yep, oh, you yep, definitely yep. are. You are definitely in there. What was what was um, the feeling that time during the administration? What, what was the, the feeling? Because you were there in the flesh. I wish I, I could have participated live and direct down there. Was people really, I mean, obviously they were excited, but, from your perspective, a yeah, a lot of excitement and.
4: Well, you know, the president's theme of hope—it was alive and kicking in that in that arena, and I and I still feel it. I don't know about other people. I know that, uh, like Fox News, a lot of people try to diminish it, but that hope is still there. The dream is still there, and that's what carried him into a second administration. So, a lot of people—they may not speak, but they still support our president. They really do. And back at that time, I was standing there close to the mall uh, trying to market a book that I had written, and that's where I met Cornbread. But I saw a lot of people of all kinds of different races. There was a lot of diversity. There was a lot of positivity in the air, and uh, you just couldn't help but, you know, feel it. And I I still feel it.
2: That's good. Well, That's great. Well, I mean, people have to have hope. Uh if we don't have any hope then there's no chance to to be su- be successful or think that things are going to improve. So I think it's it's very important that, that we have hope. All people have hope. Right. And, and I, as
4: I, oh, I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead, go ahead.
4: Well, as I was listening to the show this morning, uh and this is my first time hearing your show. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, but as I listened to the show, I couldn't help but think myself about the Clippers owner and something that I haven't heard throughout the media. And that is, um, the, we think of the phrase, if you give a man to fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. I would like to use this owner. I would like to use him in, in, in another way. Um, yeah, we can hit him in the pocketbook, but can we perhaps even teach him a lesson and him teach other young African Americans or other um, youngsters lessons about finances, money making, marketing, advertising? And why couldn't we bring him together with some talented African-American students. You mentioned one at the beginning of the show who's going to be going to Yale, and he was accepted to all these Ivy League schools. Yes. Have him meet with, with say, 10 uh, co- black college freshmen, 10 talented high school students on a monthly basis. Of course, he pays for it. Lunch, have lunch. And do this for one year. And he educates them about Financial matters. I guarantee that will elevate his knowledge about African Americans, and it's going to teach youngsters about finances. I know this man's a racist, but still, let's let's try to you know look at this from another perspective. So that's that's something that I was thinking about as I was listening to your show. Interesting. Well,
2: I've, yeah, I've heard I've heard that perspective. Hey, why don't we? Instead of just throwing him to the side, trying to educate him and 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 show him love, I I just think it's just in 2014. Even though you know, depending on what nationality you come from and the experiences you come from, I just think a lot of people saying, "Hey, we don't have time for." Uh, an indi- individual That is so You know It's just for, for that type of mentality And I, I think that was I was trying to tell the other caller That was That was that was the public sentiment It's like hey Nobody's going to want to deal with this situation Whether they're racist or not And, and I, I agree There's probably some other owners That kind of agree with his sentiments But nobody's going to get behind him Publicly because it's suicidal And the league won't stand for that But mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody wants to You know Just just deal with that situation at all And I hear where you're coming from It, take, it will take a very gutsy And he'd probably He might embrace that He might embrace that type of situation To educate individuals And in what he knows About finances Making money obviously He knows how to do that He's a billionaire, but um, I don't know how the youth would would take that. I don't know. It would be very very good. It would be nice to talk to some young individuals that are going into school and and, and answering that question. Um, would they want to sit down with an individual like this and take some of his words of wisdom of investing? You know, your money. It's a very good um, conversation piece. It would be very interesting.
4: Well, speaking of wisdom, there was a very wise movie called A Lesson Before Dying. And it was about uh, a young man who was on death row who couldn't read. And he didn't commit a murder, but he was on death row, as I recall. And his mother wanted him to learn how to read. Uh, That was the one thing that she wanted him to do before he was sent to the electric chair. And it seems like it's an exercise in futility. But it was a pretty wise move because of what it did for people around the situation. I know that this Clippers owner, I don't even remember his name. Donald uh, Sterling. Sterling, Mr. Sterling. I know that Mr. Sterling is 80 years old, I think you all said. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so he's you know he's close to the end of his life, um, but a lesson for him before he dies is to you know embrace other nationalities, and it doesn't do as much for him as it was going to do for all of us around him. And I don't think he
2: had a I don't think he had a problem. I don't think he has a problem per se with African Americans. Or I think he, his problem was when he, when Magic, when the, the picture set him off when he was with a, a black, you know, a black man, his girlfriend, a mistress, whatever you want to call him. I think that set him off, and he and she did it publicly. I think if she kept it private, don't put it on you know, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I don't think he had a problem with. it. I think he even alluded to that in in the tapes but when she she took the picture and she put it out there that set him off okay well, well why <laughs> that did the nga set him down why off? did the NBA set him
4: down
2: he
3: had a he had a hidden agenda <laughs> right
2: it's like yo they okay you know they're okay but now he's messing with magic best with my girlfriend all right, don't bring them to the game. don't bring them to the game, okay. I'm a black man.
0: Don't bring them to the
2: game all right. matter of fact, you know what they set me off was his comments to me was, okay, it didn't really bother me because you know what there's, there's thousands of people I think, just like he thinks what what bothered me yeah, was and like, I like trying to tell the caller call was you know i i I give them money, I give them cars, I give them houses, I'm like that slave master mentality is that type of thinking. You don't yeah. give any of these people anything. For, even the people that work in the offices that you don't see, you don't know, that make the machine go for these professional athletes, meaning all the people behind the scenes, You, those people work for their money. You don't give them anything. Yeah.
4: They work yeah. for it. But, that's, but that's exactly my point. The slave master mentality with a lot of money, I think mm-hmm. that there's, lot of dynamic in this country where that is the case, where there's a lot of powerful people. Let's talk about Paula Dean. You know, she's got a lot of money and she has this racist mentality. The other caller uh, referenced the Cincinnati Reds owner, uh, Mark Shaw.
0: Mm-hmm. So
4: we have we have a lot of these situations. So you know, let's let's educate let's educate some rich people here. And I think yeah. that some of our youth, I think they're talented. Let's not cut them short. I think some of our youth are. Are they have uh, the ability to uh, educate them? I'm just mm-hmm. saying. And yeah, the other I thing hear you. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this conversation on the on a national level is going to uh, allow college players of basketball and football to get paid because I I am an advocate of that.
2: Really? Yeah. I am. Yeah. That's that's the next thing that's about to explode. It's it's, it's it. You know you got people for it, people not for it, because some people will say, hey, their payment is free tuition and free education. And I, I was like that. You know, you, you, they, when they start to break down the numbers, the problem is, I think part of the problem is, and and we, we definitely want to get a guest on, uh, maybe an attorney or, or someone who's a specialist in this area so they can enlighten us. I think that the problem is in college sports is there's only maybe two or three different sports that really generate the revenue that these colleges make. So in other words, you got college football is a money-making machine, big money. You know, I'm sure and basketball, huge. But outside of that, you start talking some of these other college sports that people do get scholarships. Say swimming, uh, you know, I don't know to what extent college baseball, which is probably in a, on a layer. You got a lacrosse. I don't know if these other sports are going to be able to survive now without that money coming in from. You know, if you go to a school like, you know, Florida State, Ohio State. Uh, used to be Penn State. They're on, you know they're trying to come back, but you have some of these huge schools that generate millions and millions of dollars from these players. What's going to happen from the other sports? Are they not going to have these sports now? That's that, that's nope. the point that was started to come out because hey, are they going to have enough money to pay? You know, so it, it's it's a, it's an interesting. I tell you, it's a lot going on here, and that's not just, you know, because I, I was the same sentiment that you had. And you start hearing some of the information that, hey, this sport generates this, you know, football, basketball. But you start talking about the other sports that these schools do have and the money. They don't generate pretty any revenue or very little revenue for the school. How are you going to pay them? Oh, should well, they get paid? Well,
4: if we all were, you know, flocking to see the synchronized swimming, and they were bringing in the money, hey, then the synchronized swimmers I think should get a piece of that. Uh, but that's uh, it's just the nature of, you know, the beast. A lot of people like to watch football. A lot of people, millions, like to watch basketball, college basketball. And these athletes, I mean, they're they're not getting a free education. I mean, they're working for it. But I, if you turn on Fox News, the first thing that they talk about with President Obama is socialism. Well, isn't it socialism when you're just asking a minute few football and basketball players to pay for the uh, ability to keep lacrosse going, baseball, bowling, uh, soccer, these other athletic fields where nobody you know, really attends? I think it's socialism. We're asking these elite college football and basketball players to lift up all these other uh, players. And and not to mention the millions of dollars that the athletic directors get, coaches get. And I think, I'm no expert, but I think that when they go to bowl games, when when you referenced Ohio State, that's my team, Ohio State Buckeyes, when they go to a bowl (laughs) game, if they win... You know Then the athletic director Gets you know a, a, An additional bonus And right. I'm not talking You know You know uh, You know Cheese oh, and popcorn money. here I'm talking Let's You talking know big money Real here. big Yeah Real big money Yeah And these it's athletes uh, Didn't Didn't What's his name uh, Down in Florida He was He sold some uh, oh, Some crab legs
0: Oh
3: Winston. down oh, yeah, yeah, to a Heisman The Heisman Trophy winner Yeah Jameson Winston Yeah Yeah, yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. And then the the, uh, point guard or guard in Connecticut, I'm sorry, I don't know names, but he was uh, lamenting how he would go to bed hungry. Uh, And he is on the national winning team, so these Mm -hmm. kids aren't getting anything. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And when they get to be 40, 50, and 60, their bodies are going to be worn out. Again, I'm no expert. I'm just making this up now. (laughs) But I think that their bodies are going to be worn out from playing college sports, especially if you're a football player. Mm-hmm. And where is the school then as, you know, as you're, you know, going into entering your senior years with, you know, elevated health care costs and your body, you know, the wear and tear from football is there. Yep.
3: Yeah. True. Sure. So. Yeah,
4: Well, they make a strive to change
3: that, though. They've, they've been talking about it. It's been in the mix for for yeah. the past couple of years. So let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's uh brings up some good points. There's a lot of moving parts I think in this. I think um I don't know. I I you know, it, it it's uh a very interesting topic. There's just a lot of things going on with the sports that we watch. I think it's it's kind of like a no brainer, but but then I think what's, what might happen, what might happen, and we'll see if it does happen. These other sports may not, they just may be non-existent in college. So you don't know what's going to shake out. But uh, we will, as that progresses, we'll uh, see if we can tackle it. We'll get some guests, some knowledgeable people on that can kind of lay it out. And, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. i tell you, there's a lot of things that have happened to change the world here from uh, health care. Well, they call it Obamacare. <laughs> and there's just a lot of things that are changing You have people, uh, I'll say for a better term than not That are coming out of the closet Which probably more than others in, in sports and in the world In all facets now You got public figures that would never say they were gay Just, hey, I'm gay
1: mm-hmm.
2: So there's a lot of things happening in the world now That would never have happened you know, to me, you know, 50, even 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. Yeah. Because they didn't want to be labeled or, you know, put in a certain category because they they felt that they couldn't make a living anymore. The, you know, these people should not be, you know, on TV or, or just whatever they do to earn a living. They shouldn't be allowed to do it. So now everybody feels comfortable to do that you know and uh everything changing so rapidly it's unbelievable i think it is a great time but it, it's a nervous time too because sometimes you know we move too fast i'll tell you the internet age has changed everything it's just um it, it's it's a fun time i don't know brad i tell you man it's
3: yeah it's fun for me though <laughs>
2: it's it's a fun time man it's just so much stuff going on and Information is gobbled up so quickly, and,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, I mean, you have the power to put something out on the Internet and millions of people Mm -hmm. to jump on it. It never happened that before. Before, the only way you can really control that is through being on on major TV or radio. Those days are long Uh, over.
3: You got power. If you got
2: access to Twitter, Facebook, or any other well-known social media, (laughs) you put something out there, somebody takes it and runs. Well, it's
3: better than the old days with the smoke signals, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a new world out here. Everything's um, totally different, and but it's, it, it's, a, it's a great time too. Yeah.
0: You know,
2: people are now are able to do do things that could never never happen before. Hey, just like this show.
3: This world connecting you, even right?
2: unless we were on a major radio sh- uh, uh, network, you could not be on. It's it's transformed everything now. So uh, I I love it. It's a great time. Um, So we'll see what happens. And um, our caller, I think she said she's from DC. No, she's from Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, she's from Columbus. I
4: met I met Cornbread in DC.
2: Ah, okay. I apologize. So you're from Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is the sentiment the media or the local sentiment for mr. Sterling
0: I
4: haven't of course conducted any empirical studies, but just in talking to my friends, uh, they feel that the NBA acted swiftly and quickly and did the right thing and uh, but I listened to your, the, uh, your previous caller and he was educating me on some things because I haven't, I can't say that I follow the story to the extent of knowing more about Mr Sterling. Uh so he he gave me some uh some tidbits of information that I didn't know about him. But um yes but here in Columbus I'd say they're pretty similar to what we're hearing, you know, all around.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I, I think he what he's saying, he brought up some good points. I think Marge shot though, she was she was she was ousted though, so you know, and the situation was a little different, but uh, she was definitely ousted. I mean, George Steinbrenner made some outlandish, not racist comments, but he would make some outlandish comments out there. So yeah. there's, there's been other owners that have done or said some crazy things. She had more of a racial tone. My mm-hmm. shot of the Cincinnati Reds. That's out, you know, out in Ohio, and. You know, the thing is nowadays, though, nobody's going to really, nobody's going to put up what they didn't even then. But, you know, he also is a land. He's had precedent, though. Even uh, one of his former players, uh, oldness, uh, what's his name, Polonice, who used to be yeah. a uh, shop locker in the NBA for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. He said Mr. Sterling came up to him one time in a locker, rocker room. He had some, some people with him. And he said, hey, Buck, he could refer to him as a Buck. Yeah. Using the slave term. Yeah. Like he's a thoroughbred, you know? Yeah. He said said at the time, you know, they brushed, all the players brushed it off, and they would make fun of him Mm -hmm. later on and during practice the next day because it's like, all right, he's ignorant. Mm -hmm. So we didn't take it that way, Mm -hmm. but he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it was kind of in the weed, so to speak, that he, what he what, what he is, and I think once it was once it was put out there for someone, mm-hmm. you know, for the media, especially the national yeah. media now, yeah. it just it just basically set him he set himself up, you
3: yeah. know. And the thing about it, if older Polynesian would have said something back then. He would have been one of those mad black men, you know what I'm saying? Right, that's, right, that's how, right. That's how I feel because. When I was in the military, I had a Master Chief that used to call me Bubba, you know, and that wasn't my name. My name was Petty Officer Jones. That's what he used to refer to me, just like I called him Master Chief, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I understand, I don't care what level you're on in society, it happens throughout, you know, and at that, at that time, I, I didn't have no power. I was a peon compared to him, and I was ready to get out of the military. That's why I didn't say anything, but I was able to relate my story I've been there, too. A lot of people don't think that you've been through anything that they've been through. We all have been through something, but it's, like, different degrees and different levels uh, or social levels. That's all. That's it, you know? But uh, his time was coming. It came. And the only thing I think good that came out of that, what he said and did, is it educated me to even look up other stuff, you know, because I wouldn't have looked up, like you mentioned. George Steinbrenner, because I'm a Yankee fan for life, and I would have never thought that he was banned from baseball from, mm-hmm. from comments that he did uh, what was it, against one of his players, and then he tried to dig dirt up on this guy, and and, and he yeah. got suspended for life. He got banned for life, and then the new commissioner reinstated him. I didn't know that. I just found yeah. out through so what we going yeah. through now. Well, I had to mm-hmm. educate myself from what this guy did, Mr. Sterling. You know, because yeah. I would have never. Yeah thought George Steinbrenner did something that would make me like wow really (laughs) you know because I'm a Yankee fan you know yeah. that's the only thing good that has come out I educated myself on on what's going on with these owners well since history repeats itself you know even though they
4: even though they banned uh, Sterling for life you know he could come right back
0: Mm -hmm.
2: well that's the whole thing that's why I said this story is really to me I mean we and like I said we broke the story. Brad Brad broke the story last week, really before actually just before this thing hit national. He broke it. And that to me was going to take care of itself once that happened. But now he says he's not selling the team. So this is going to be something that's going to be drawn out for a long period of time. Now the question is do the players and the employees of the organization decide to stay? Because it's not going to be that easy. He's already come on record. I think this was uh, yesterday or the day before. He's not selling the team. So, yeah, he's not going to be the direct person in charge. But he's still the owner. Mm -hmm. So are the players, uh, Doc Rivers the coach, is he going to be like, you know what, I, I have to make a stand here. I personally can't continue to... Be a part of an organization where a man that has those sentiments, well he has to be released from his contract mm-hmm. this is this is what's coming down so and, and this it's going to be interesting, like I said we'll see what happens I mean the nBA' has done what they what they what they they well they've taken the action are they going to be able to execute on the last part of it that's mm-hmm. That's the question here because i, I don't believe in their bylaws. Anything like this is in there. I think the only thing that is in there where it's in their bylaws is financial. In other words, yeah. if you don't have the financial money anymore, then they can make you sell a team. There's nothing in there um, for, for the information that's coming out, for lewd yeah. comments uh discrimination or stuff like that, because this is a good old boys club. Well, it's a good yeah. old boys club. That's what is oh, yeah, Most definitely. So... Yeah. They would, you know, so that's what it's about. But of course, you know, like I said, he, the statements that he put, of course, nobody was going to get behind him. You know, all the owners mm-hmm. jumped on 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 the other side. No, oh, we, yeah. we don't. You know, you know, there's some other racist owners in there. It's guaranteed, yeah, yeah. guaranteed, mm-hmm. guaranteed. But nobody's going to come out and get behind what he said. Say, oh no, we don't. I, I, I'm with Donald Sterling. Nobody's going to do that. So that's look, what you're what not said. coming to the
3: luncheon look, look, he said you're not coming to the luncheon <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> then I think this thing is on a tip this just thing just started I think, yeah. it's I, gonna LC, come. I
4: think you're yeah, I think you're right, and I hope you're right because you know um uh, I think that there are so many people again that that feel this way and have this sentiment, and should we really be surprised because we have a, the slave master mentality, not only in the NBA, but it's throughout corporate America. It's throughout America. I mean, it really is. I mean, mm-hmm. who are we kidding? And, mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is look at the fact that there's nearly a million black men in prison. You know, yeah. it's just uh, it's just preposterous. And for this amount of black men to be in prison and when black men make up just a small percentage of the entire population, I mean, two and a half million million people are in prison. And for 1 million to be black men, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I hope you're right. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I, I hope that this could really uh, uh, focus us all on the inequities in America because there's so many out there. So oh, it's
2: definitely. I mean, start well. At least we're breaking. We're making. We're making headway. You know, like you, you said, you were at the, President Obama's inauguration. So that was a barrier that we've taken down. So, you mm-hmm. know, little by little, things are changing. And you know, it, it's not all about. Well, it shouldn't be about color, and, and that's starting to change. But you know, part of the things about being in prison is is that we just, a lot of times, and I, and I, I, I ran into a situation here in New York, I'm reading on the case where it just didn't have proper representation. And if you don't have the, the, the financial resources, a lot of times you're behind the eight ball. You're going to get uh, a public uh, attorney to represent you. I, mean, I'm, I think you'd be better off to represent yourself.
4: Well, well <laughs> let me let me say it also goes even deeper than that because I think when it gets to that level, it, you know, it's it, it's those are minor cases. I'm I'm a criminal defense lawyer. Okay. I think I think that it, 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 it it's who are we going to prosecute? You know, if the police are, if the police apprehend a, for example, a white. Uh, person committing a crime, and they drive that person home and say, "Don't do it again." I think that that's that that is a very real consideration. That happens. happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: The police will sometimes drive a black defendant home or a person home a suspect and say, "Don't do it again." But I think it happens far more regularly with white people, and I do mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. I know okay. that for a fact. So, what, by the time you get into court, and you you know you're talking about, well, you had a bad lawyer. Well, let's talk about the police. Let's talk about the initial crime and at that location. And who are they taking home? Who are they charging? And who are they not charging? That's where those numbers really come into play.
2: No, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Uh, it, it is. It is. It is. It's. It's. Um, I tell you, it's a lot of work to be done, as you mentioned. I think. On the positive side, we'll, we'll make we're coming across cases now with the power of the internet, the press, just just different things that are happening that you find that these t- cases. Unfortunately, um, some of the cases where the injustices were done were being turned over, being turned over. So the the gentleman is being like Hurricane Carter, for example, where there was an injustice where he was just set up. And everyone lied All witnesses lied and,
0: that
2: too. you know, So I, I, I think I think we're starting to make some headway In that arena It's unfortunate though You get these individuals like Hurricane Carter Who recently passed away um, uh, Was the other case recently uh, That was uh, a gentleman He was in jail 25 years Oh, and a lot of, it was just recently, yeah, there's a lot of these coming out now that recently was released because the, the information, DNA, and everything else. So I think all of this...
4: I don't think Zimmerman was going to be... I don't think Zimmerman... I'm going on memory here, which is, you know, my memory is not the greatest. But I think Zimmerman wasn't even going to be charged until perhaps social media... Uh, that yeah. led to a lot of focus yeah. down there on Florida, and that it was the public demand. I think that that's what spurred that on.
2: I yeah, don't think Zimmerman
4: was going to be charged initially.
2: Yeah, yeah that didn't look. even make sense. That whole ca- I, I don't even know. I don't really understand how he walked away. To be honest, I mean that's another deal. But I mean, I the mean he was he <laughs> was the, you're the defense your defense attorney. He's the aggressor. I, I understand they have that law down there that you can carry. But he's a security guard. He wasn't. He he, he was the aggressor. Yeah. He was you the know,
4: aggressor. You know, I saw that as pure. I saw that as pure murder. <laughs> you know, I just that's what I just saw. I saw it as pure murder.
2: The kid was getting you know? out of there, and, and 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 he's he's following the kid, chasing him. They getting an altercation. Yeah. To me, you are the aggressor.
3: Yeah. yeah. You're the and, aggressor. And, and, he wasn't the aggressor. And to bring light on it, when you're saying about him being charged. One officer did want to charge him, but the thing is, he called his father, who was a former judge, who then called the police chief, all right? And then that's how everything went from him being uh, exonerated in that aspect to uh, being held, because he wasn't going to be charged. Like you said, his father is the one who had pushed it, and, and one of his uh, lawyers had pushed it for them to, to really charge him because he, he wasn't going to be charged because that that law, the stand-your-ground law. So it took, it took a whole community, just like you said, social media, this, that, and the other, but they already had insight of him not being charged because of his father being an ex-judge, uh, and his father had called the police chief and the police chief went down to the station. See all that? Because I've read the whole thing. I've been reading the YouTube comments. I've seen all the videos, all the uh, transcripts. I read through everything, and a lot of stuff doesn't get seen or talked about on the, on a, on a TV shows and talk shows. So you got to read. You got to see what what they don't what they don't show, and that's where we come in. We got to put that out and make it mm-hmm. be seen. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that was pushed over you know because who knew that his father called the, the police chief uh, of that of that city or whatever and then that's when that snowball trying to cover up everything and, which they did you know it was just crazy you know yeah his, his, he, his father was recently
2: him. yeah his father was recently here in new york
3: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: it's good to see that that his parents are out there mm-hmm. trying to don't let people forget yeah. and you know, yeah, he's giving a positive yeah. message. So, definitely, Brad, we got somebody to reach out to to get him on. Yeah. Just talk a little bit about. Obviously, we know about the case, but maybe he could shed some light that was not yeah. put out there and about their crusade and what they're trying to do, the, their their son's legacy, what they're doing. So well, definitely. It, it never, you know, he won't be forgotten. So it's important that these cases we don't allow some of these cases to die. People yeah, need to know exactly. the injustices that are done, okay. and we cannot shoot. There's certain, there's certain individuals out there that are not going to let you forget mm-hmm. what happened to them, so I, I think it's important definitely. that we do that as well.
0: hmm
2: Most definitely. So, yeah. but um, it, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. We have a defense attorney, I think, on, on, on definitely. We're having rotation there, Brad you always got to yeah. have that uh, expertise yeah. on file. Yes,
3: uh, and she had mentioned that she had wrote a book, and so I'd just like her to briefly plug that in.
2: And she sure. has
3: a, a screenplay that she's written also on the book. So, Tulki, so just give us a, a little yeah. information on that, okay?
4: You know, I wrote this book not because I wanted to. I'm not, I'm not a book writer. I'm not a book author but I wrote it because, not because I wanted to, but because I had to write it. I have had my own practice here in Columbus for nearly 20 years now, and over the evolution of my practice, I have seen so much injustice. I've seen a lot of justice, too, uh, but I really care about my people. I've seen my criminal defense, uh, my criminal defendants, Change in that, you know, drugs have driven us into a whole nother level, and now, you know, 20 years into my practice, I'm seeing more and more families enabling these kids, enabling young kids. I'm am I'm, I'm sick of seeing young black males who don't have jobs, who don't have employment, and I know that there's you know you know jobs have left America. I understand all that, but I just saw so much that I was just forced to to write this book and in my my book is about vigilante justice it's about a criminal defense lawyer who i mean she's a hot shot i mean she's bad she wins all of her cases she's just outstanding and people are just you know lining up for her to represent them and she's just winning 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 representing criminals uh drug traffickers everything but her brother my fictional character's brother gets hooked on crack And the guys that she's getting off are selling drugs or giving drugs to her brother. Set up with that, she turns. She turns the table and engages in this unorthodox brand of justice where she starts losing her cases intentionally. She does so after being visited by a slave. A slave comes to her and tells her what to do. And the story takes off from there.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Yep. And, L.C., it, when I finish, I'm going to pass the book on to you so you
2: can read it. it okay. It, is it, is there, it, how how my, can how can the listeners purchase this book?
4: It is available on Amazon. You can just enter my name, actually, to get it. Uh, my first name is spelled T-O-K-I, Toki Clark. Uh, the book title is Marzell Goodwin Esquire, The Truth Be Damned. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Cornbread, because I was marketing my book there at the uh, inauguration, handing out bookmarks. And uh, so my book is also available on in Kindle. Enter my name on Kindle, and you should be able to um, get it that way as well. It. You can also order the paperback. It's also on audio version. Excellent. You can hear the passion. You can hear my passion for my people and for America. Because the other thing i tell you this, the other thing is this. Drugs, it's a slow chemical warfare, not only on the African-American community, but now with crystal meth and all these other drugs coming, it is taking America out. It's a slow chemical warfare. And I just couldn't sit by. As a business owner myself, I just could not sit by and take it standing up. I had to do something. So this is my own little, my own little creative way of fighting
0: drugs. Oh, good,
2: yeah, yeah, and that's important. If everybody does a little, it adds up to be a lot. So, and it's this. I think the key is education. It's the only way that you can really fight this, you know, epidemic. We have to get we have to get these kids when they're young and let them know the downside to drugs and what what it can do for you. There's in so many cases of quote unquote famous people that have taken drugs and their careers have just spiraled to the uh, you know, just out of control and so the the history's there. I, I think it's just important that uh, we write books, that we get in front of kids, mentor these kids, and hey, just be out in front. Tell them, hey, this is this is you're gonna have an opportunity to do drugs, but this is let, 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 let me you know and and get people involved that that's been there to tell them, hey, I, I was like you, and this is what happened to me. The, the, I think that's key because uh, people; these kids are are not naive. They start early, and they know what's going on. So I think you have to meet. You got to be straight with them and just say, "Hey, this is what you're gonna. This is gonna be there for you to to participate in or to, or to take. This is. And I, in fact to, when I was the, go ahead.
4: When I was younger, I'm not sure what I would have done if I was presented with an opportunity to carry this little sack of something from point A to point B and make, you know, a bunch of money, yeah. uh, as opposed to going to McDonald's and, you know, hustling, you know, hamburger and fries, you know, right. and sweating, and I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but I'd like for these opportunities to, you know, go away. The other thing is this. Um, I had a client who was in the military, and he said that his job was to escort drugs through, you know, the American ports and into uh, communities along California's border. U.S. government is bringing drugs in. And I hate to sound, you know, like a rebel rouser, but, I mean, these are just, these are just the facts. Oh, I believe it. And, yeah. And, sure. And in fact, that's... I can believe that. That's, uh, these are just the facts.
2: Yeah, well, you want to keep certain, certain people or certain communities suppressed. So that's what you do. So I definitely agree with your information in, in that regard. Yeah, there's, there's definitely no doubt about it. That's why you'll have in certain communities uh, certain things that are kind of accepted or allowed, where, she, where you go to a, a, another community that that will not be tolerated at all. That's why a lot of times the drugs are sold in the minority communities. Is less, the, the, the cops will really, they, they kind of look the other way. And a lot of times you'll see a lot of uh, white people or other nationalities coming to the minority community. You know they, they don't live in that community. Right, exactly. But they're there to purchase <laughs> what they need, then they out. Because when they're hey. in their communities, it's not allowed.
3: Then they have to the Kennedys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a, It's not allowed Perfect there Not
2: allowed in that Communities but they will travel yeah. In those communities to get what they need And they leave so so it's We've been the
4: canary well, I was just going to say We've been the canary in the mine Because now crystal meth It's making its way into smaller communities You know And it has taken out uh, A lot of white
0: people
2: Yeah it, really it is. really is
0: it's um,
2: yeah, yeah, the drug problem is 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 a huge concern in this country, and I think you know like i said I, I think the only way you can really combat this at least is to start young and 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 uh you you gotta give that approach because you gotta get these individuals that have been there and and bring them to come out and 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 talk to these the youth, let them know, hey. I was in your shoes. Look where I'm at now. I did that. This is where I, how I turned out. So, I mean, you have that too. You had like, um, um, I'm trying to think of his name now. But there's been just so many people out there that's that been in that situation. And you're like, how could he throw it all away? It, it's Unfortunately, that's what drugs do for you. They They give you that false sense of whatever, security or... Are thinking that you can do whatever, and and it, and it, and it kind of uh, and it, it, it takes your life and just just rips it apart, rips it apart. So it's been a pleasure. We we wish you much success with the book. We definitely want to have you on again. You you uh, yourself and our last caller. Wow, we've we've, we've been on. And we've we've touched and talked a lot about the mm-hmm. different things that are that happen throughout this country, throughout this world. So you've definitely brought a lot of uh positive uh feed feedback and appreciate you joining the show and hopefully continue thank to listen. Thank you for having and, me. And You're and, welcome, you're most welcome. And, and it's been a and pleasure. Thank you for, and Brad
4: for inviting me.
3: Oh, no, no problem. Looking forward to bigger and better things, that's for sure. Yeah, well, absolutely.
4: I will I will conclude now, but um I wish you all well and and I would love to come back uh at another time and be a guest on this show. I've really enjoyed it.
2: Definitely. Well, Thanks we always have the You got a new uh, listener. You need, you, I Oh, great. <laughs> well, we definitely got to have a defense attorney on on the hotline because it's everything, you know, there's so many different things that come on and mm-hmm. and your specialty is uh, criminal, I think you said criminal law.
4: Criminal de- criminal defense law and uh drunk driving, OBI, a lot of this.: Oh, wow. And Another hot
2: topic. Yeah. Well, we definitely but
4: now, have to now I am a book writer. Now I've caught the bug, so I'm just working on my second
3: <laughs> book.
0: <business. laughs> <Alrighty. laughs>
3: All righty.
2: All righty. <laughs> Sounds good. It's okay, been a pleasure well, that, again. And thanks again for tuning in. And uh, let, let your friends and family know, the LC and Jack radio show, my man Brad, is uh, live and well. And we look forward to their comments and uh, tuning in in the future.
4: I'll spread the word here in the Midwest.
2: Thanks right. again, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon.
4: All right, take care. See you, Cornbread. All right, talk to you later. Uh, goodbye.
2: Well, some great guests there, Brad, that we had yes, callers sir. to call in. i tell mm-hmm. you, we usually don't be on the line that long with our callers, but we had some really great callers to dial in and express their opinions and sentiments So, what's happening. So it's it's been a pleasure. Just yes, to do that. So uh, we're well past our usual time. But um, before we go, we're going to take a brief pause for the course, And Alrighty. we'll be right back.
0: Hi, I'm Evelyn Champagne
4: King. I'm here at the LC and Jack Radio Show.
2: Hey, yo, what up? This is Keith Murray. I'm here my boy LC and Jack on the LC and Jack Radio Show. Death squad L-O-D, check out my new single, Laws of Polarity. Peace.
3: Hi, this is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City, Missouri, and you're listening to the L C and Jack radio show. What's
4: good, family? It's your girl, Adina Howard, and you are listening to the one and only L C and
2: Jack radio show. Love you, boys. All right, we love you too, Adina.
3: Oh, you do it to me
0: every <laughs> time, L.C. What's going on? <laughs> You like doing that to me. <laughs> I love
2: I love, I love Dina. Oh, and just yes, for you, Fred, I'm going to reach out to her this week and Alrighty. find out what the deal is. We've been saying it for weeks. Yes, but, uh, uh well, oh, yeah, we definitely going to reach to Adina and our people and find out if the new single is out,
3: yeah, when so it's coming out, and, and get it back. So, i waiting for her. If she want to be on the bill, let us know.
2: We can put her on there. Okay. Well, we'll uh, and, you, you know you, you can, can do, do that yourself. We'll, um, I'll reach. Uh, I'll reach to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll reach to her yeah. and and see if she's ready to come back out. I know at the time, and this is uh, last summer we spoke to her. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it is going to be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I'd love to. A lot of the, I want to say the you know 80s, 90s. 2,000 artists are coming back,
3: yeah. And people yeah.
2: are beyond happy because the music yeah. now it's just not like <laughs> used wow, to be. Man. I
3: know.
2: So everyone is is waiting for some of these artists to come to come, come on back. So yeah,
1: that'll work. Even if you're
2: listening, mm. uh, I'm gonna be reaching to you here in a second and. And uh, we want to get you on Hopefully May If not May, June or, or sometime in the next Couple of months here Get you back on the show And talk a little bit about The mm. new album Overdue yeah, missing you, Dina
3: Yeah, I know I'm missing it in <laughs> <laughs> <Lord laughs> mercy
2: So, Brad, we're going to wrap this, man I know you got some shout-outs right. Birthdays What do you got? No,
3: no birthdays I just got a shout-out Because I'm over here And in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Anybody who's listening, I'm going to be at the St. John Newman Church tonight. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser. We're going to be at 2230 Rochester Road in Franklin Park, PA. Uh, the preview starts at uh, 630. The show starts at 730. You want to come through and see some fine art? Come through to St. John, John Newman's Church. That's 2230 Rochester Road, Franklin Park, PA. Come get some fine art for the art auction tonight, all right? And, and those are my shout out. Thank Suki um, for coming on, and our guest in the Midwest. I didn't hear his name too clear, but a dynamic brother chiming in on our l c n and Jack radio show. And I appreciate you for listening in today. And um,
2: that's about it, my homie. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's what's good. Just a quick couple quick shout outs. Give a shout to our brother there, George Jackson. Robert Jones, Aubrey, Leslie Moore. A uh, big shout-out to Annette Aranari, my uh, high school mate. Also, a shout-out to to uh, my man, Mr. Jet, who uh, Jet. was supposed to call in, and I don't know what happened to him. So, <laughs> Mr. Jet, I know, is getting ready for the NFL draft here this coming Thursday. So Yeah, yeah. So the Jets are making making moves, doing their thing. And also a shout to uh Patricia Thomas, big up to her, uh listener of the show. And to all of you for tuning in each and every week. We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure uh, for our new listeners and we do have some new ones out there that join in and listen you hit us up at l c h l c and jack gmail dot com facebook twitter it goes on and on uh let us know you know what you want to talk about what you want uh what you want to hear and we'll see we'll see what we'll see what happens from there so again tune in next week and uh we'll see if we have a guest we haven't had a guest here in a couple of weeks. But uh, we have several people out here We just got to lock down the final date Get the interview done And get it out to you So you can uh, chime in or whatever Listen to it We should have some really good guests I know Brad, you got some people lined up We got we got some people there We got to lock down here Especially when it comes to the NBA playoffs It's been very exciting Talk about Donald Sterling here as this thing So we got to get some basketball people on. So we'll make that happen, hopefully, here in the next couple of weeks. So, again, thanks again for tuning in today. We look forward to you joining us next week, same time, same channel. LC and Jack Radio Show, my man Brett. Till then, stay safe, stay sound. Peace. Peace.